Hey, I'm Callie Pierce, a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, coach, RTT hypnotherapist, and healer from way back before it was cool. It's my mission here to help share what I've learned on my own journey to inspire, entertain you, and help you to focus to create authentically, monetize your work strategically, and find your flow because this world needs more of what you have to offer. Are you ready? Good. Let's go to the show. Welcome back. It's so good to be here. I feel like I owe you two apologies. One, I did not drop an episode last week and it was unannounced. Usually I tell you when I'm going to be away, if there's something that's coming up in my life. And I had every intention of dropping an episode last week. In fact, I was going to test out recording on my phone and see how that worked out, but I didn't. I just totally spaced it. I was like, okay, I'll get that, you know, tomorrow. We'll make that happen. But it just never came to fruition and life got so busy. I was like on planes, trains, and automobiles until 1 a.m. And I just let it get away with me. So I am so sorry for that. And two, the sound quality on this episode might be a little bit different than you're used to. I am in my trusty old closet. We are having a little bit of construction done at the house, and my office is right next to where it's happening. So it's kind of noisy, and instead of you listening to banging and clanging and all of that stuff, I thought, well, we can just go in the closet with the noisy old laptop and make it happen. So here we are. But once we get past those things, we can acknowledge our feelings and move on with our lives, right? Not so easy. It's so much easier said than done to process our emotions. And people tend to tell me, like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, how do I even let myself feel? So this episode is going to be all about identifying those non-tangible things that keep you stuck, that keep you from feeling your emotions, and why we don't let ourselves feel our emotions. And then I'm going to walk you through a process that will allow you, yes, you, to feel your emotions. Now, don't just click off just yet because we're going to talk a little bit about why the mind wants to keep us safe, and you're, we're going to go through the how and the why, and then we're going to get to the good stuff. First thing is we want to keep progressing in tangible, evidential situations in our brains, right? Our mind wants evidence of how we're safe, how we're successful, how we're expanding, things that our inner voice doesn't really care about. <laughs> and I've done hundreds of inner voice sessions where the inner voice is like, no, that person doesn't have to work hard. I just want them to be. The inner voice doesn't want anything. It's not going after the promotion or trying to lose weight or trying to become something that the mind wants it to be. It's just expanding. It's just allowing those feelings literally to be a human being and be experiencing life for all of its ups and downs. And that's where the mind gets kind of stuck. It gets afraid of feeling the downs. The mind is terrified of losing control. It's terrified of losing control of how it thinks we should behave. 
It's scared of losing control of situations, its own ability to keep going on no matter what, even if we feel some of those um, less positive vibrational emotions. And so the mind, it's more like a, a grumpy sports coach, right? When you have an injury and it's like, rub some dirt on it, walk it off, you got this. Whereas the inner voice is more like a mother figure that wants you to be well. That's like, oh, what happened? Do you want to look at that? Do you want to clean it up, put a Band-Aid on it? And here's a nice big hug. When we look at life, any type of life form, whether that's a plant or a human or an animal, life just wants to move on no matter what. We can be injured physically, emotionally, mentally, and our mind is like, like that coach, like, keep going. You're going to do laps if you slow down. But this is not good. (laughs) Even with incongruent beliefs, the mind will do what it's got to do. Just shove those feelings down and keep moving on. An example of this in an emotional sense, since we're talking about emotions, is something that happened to me after my divorce. I did not want anybody to be close to me at all. I was unwilling to give in to feelings or emotions or wanting to be vulnerable or trusting anyone at all. My mind was like, we're going to keep you safe. We're going to keep you from feeling the pain of loss and hurt again. And so no, 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 don't let yourself get emotionally close to anyone. But I did still feel an inexplicable joy on a deeper level. Like, how is this making any sense? I literally just went through a massive painful divorce that I didn't think I was going to live through and I'm happy? Like, what? Okay. (laughs) So I had to process a lot of this pain, a lot of the things that were coming up for me based on my upbringing. You guys know that I went through a really traumatic experience as a child. I went through a lot of emotional, physical, mental abuse as a kid. I tended to have my brain believe that I couldn't trust anyone, that I wasn't going to be safe. But since I embraced the healing journey after my divorce, I can acknowledge my emotions and even express them publicly. In fact, the last time I was in this closet, I remember some strong emotions going through. I was grieving my little boy who passed away. In fact, you'll probably hear me cry on past episodes if you have been with me a long time or if you want to listen to other episodes of the podcast early on. um, You know that I spent a lot of time like on rainy South Florida days in this closet with my boy and this is in fact where he um, spent the last few days of his life when he wasn't feeling well. But life carries on and It is not weak to cry. It is not weak to feel your feelings. In fact, it's human. It is a sign of strength when you have the courage to move forward and show your emotions. People who live wholeheartedly and who love fully, they tend to feel strong feelings, and that is okay. That, to me, is a sign of a life well-lived. It is a sign that you can... Um, let go of what you think you should be and embrace who you really are. And that's what it's all about. When you let go of the stuck emotions, the things that are keeping you playing small, keeping you hiding out, keeping you from going after the things you want, then you 
allow yourself to move forward in a bigger way, in a more expansive way. You can face whatever circumstances are going on in your life and you can see it clearly. You can move forward with clarity, with unbiased, objective opinions and make better decisions. Feeling strong emotions shouldn't result in you having shame about them. In fact, shame is an emotion. And if you want to learn more about shame and how to process being shameful or feeling shameful, I invite you to go to my Second Arrow series, which is way back on episode 29, Shameless. It's the kickoff of a series that we talked about healing heart wounds and all of the things that come with strong, strong, painful emotions. So shame and emotions and fear and grief and pain, all these things, our brain is going to move us away from them as quickly and efficiently as possible. Our brain is going to move them away from feeling these emotions. It's going to say, shove it down, have a piece of cake. Why don't you watch some TV? Maybe some online shopping. How about scrolling on social media? Don't you want to have sex? All these things are going to be distractions that the mind comes up with so that we don't feel, we don't feel pain. We don't go through the things that our brain has this sense that's going to be upsetting, like crying is bad, you know, all these things. But today we're going to talk about processing emotions, the things that happen when you stop trusting your brain and you go with your gut. And oh my gosh, I literally have, if you guys have cats, you know that sometimes you'll get a paw under the door. (laughs) I just looked over to my right and I see this little paw like sticking right out like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) So yes, I'm hiding not only from the construction, but now from the cat because (laughs) he wants to know what I'm doing in the closet. (laughs) So some of the things that happen when you let go of this trying to keep it all together, like bottle it up, control it, keep it together, is you can stop being so touchy, so moody, so grumpy at things that happen, like cats that interrupt your podcast or (laughs) things that are going on around you. Oftentimes, people become less jumpy and scared of situations. They're not so nervous and anxious for no reason or angry. And maybe you don't blow up at your kids or your spouses often because you don't, you're not trying to keep the lid on so tightly, right? You're not trying to bottle it all up. You've actually processed the feelings that you have and you can have the normal emotions, the normal level of emotions and express yourself more clearly. Another thing that can happen is you can stop feeling like anything is wrong with you. You'll know that you don't need to be fixed. You'll know that there's nothing going on other than a reaction to what is happening in your life at that moment. You'll have a deep sense and realization that you're perfect just the way you are, and you get to just deal with whatever's coming up and move forward. You can even make decisions from a place of knowing that worthiness, that clarity of who you are, what your goal is, and your legitimate feelings, not things that are exaggerated or like a splinter that gets infected and you're just like, I just want this done. You'll have clearer guidance and direction on what to do Like a lot of people are like, I don't know what next steps to take on my goal. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. 
I recently saw a Facebook post where somebody posted that, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? We've gotten away from that. And clearly I said, I want to pet all the cats. Like, that's what I want to do, (laughs) which, you know, maybe not practical for a financial sense, but gosh, that would light me up like nobody's business. Other people on that same post said they want to be happy. They want to feel free. They want to be liberated from judgment and all the confines that their mind has them stuck in. When you clear up all these negative emotions and all these things that have been just stuck there, sometimes it's positive emotions that are stuck too. They just haven't been felt. They haven't been processed by the body, by the psyche. The mind has been pushing them away for so long. It's like, eh. But when you clear it up, you will have more room and more space, more capacity to feel those types of feelings that people were saying on that post, feeling happy, feeling free. And I can't tell you how pleased I was and proud of myself to be able to say, I am happy. I am feeling free. Even when I'm not happy in a circumstance, ultimately my inner being knows this type of freedom is available to me and is my reality daily. And I wanted to say something to these people like, it's there, it's right there. But I didn't want to like mess them up or make them feel judged or less than, right? Because they probably have these thoughts in their head that's keeping them from feeling, that's keeping them from being able to accept that with love. So let's go through, it's it's time, right, for you to go through and understand the steps of processing emotions. Now, this is sort of a thing that like you can read a book about swimming all day long and you can fundamentally understand how to swim and what to do uh, next, you know, move your arms and your feet and kick all at the same time, but you don't know what it feels like to go swimming until you're in the water. So I encourage you, if you do want to process these stuck emotions, that you give it a try. You can listen, you can take notes, you can give yourself, sorry, there's that paw again. You can give yourself the um, space to do this. In fact, that's one of the steps that I'm going to walk you through. But if you're uncomfortable and you're just like, I just don't want to do this alone, understand that this is something that I do with my clients on a regular basis. We go through rigorous and fun kind of processes. And this is just one of the ways that we do it. So the number one way that you can process emotions, I'm going to recommend that you work with a facilitator, you work with somebody that you trust, you work with me who's trained in this work, because there's nothing like having a full 90 minute session, that's all about you, where you're guided through what to do and how to do it and what's coming up. And you're processing what's happening. And someone is documenting and letting your brain take that break so that you can move through this stuff and it moves so much faster. There's spiritual guidance that I get from my own inner voice, from my own higher guidance, from God, really, just telling me what this person needs to know, how they need to work through it. And it's always different with every person. But we find out from your own inner wisdom you, what you should do, the how, the why, and it's all the juicy goodness that comes with pushing your brain aside and going deeply into this feeling side of you, that that maternal part that just says, come here, I want to give you a big hug. The unconsciousness that 
is there underneath the mind who just always wants to tell you to keep keep moving no matter what, this wise part of you that is eternally your soul essence, that's the part that I speak to when I do a a healing intensive session. So if this feels good to you, feels right to you, and you want to have someone help you and receive this beautiful write-up afterwards and follow-up afterwards, work with me, um, head on over to www.quantumhighways.com and click on plans and you'll see there uh, more details of exactly what you get um, when you do this, what you personally are going to receive and understand and, and how it can work with you. But if you're not ready for that yet, or maybe your mind is just sort of curious but afraid to trust, like mine was so many years ago, um, and you want to just try it yourself, it's like, hmm, maybe we'll just look at these emotion things. I get it. Like, let's just go on to the steps that you can do this sort of processing at home by yourself and feel good about it. Okay? So step number one is you're going to choose a day and time with no time restrictions. You're not going to be setting yourself up to have to rush or stop or be interrupted or like I got to run by four o'clock, so I better get this all out, right? So um, give yourself time and space, okay? The next step is choose a place where you can be undisturbed. So like me in this closet trying to hide from construction and kitty cats, um, you might want to find your own little closet or your own bedroom, or maybe it's a den, or maybe it's the whole house when everybody's out of town. Who knows? So tell your spouse, your kids, your roommates that you're going to be having some quiet time for a bit. You don't have to tell them what you're doing. If you're feeling kind of embarrassed about it, you can just say, I'm going to take a little nap. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to journal. Whatever you want to tell them, you're just going to have some quiet time. The next thing you're going to do is get yourself a journal and a pen. So get a journal that you can write in, something to write with, and something that feels good to you. Turn your phone on do not disturb. So back to step two, don't let interruptions come. Um, You can get your pets in on it. If they're going to paw at the door like mine is, let them in, right? I don't want this little guy who loves to look at screens to see the moving cursor as I record and then hit stop for me. (laughs) So he is locked out for that purpose. Otherwise, he'd be in here. But oftentimes when I want to just meditate or I want to be in my own quiet space to process emotions, I let my animals in on it because animals sense energy and even little kids too. They can sense um, emotions and when strong things are coming and they want to know what's going on. They want to feel reassured and they want to know that you are safe and okay because they have little brains too, right? So you can let them in. You can tell them that you're going to be safe and they can sit with you or you can kick them out, you know, whatever feels right to you. The next thing I'm going to recommend is part of my ritual, part of what I do oftentimes, like every session I hold with a client, every personal session that I go through, no matter what's going on, except for when my coach is meeting with me, that's kind of funny, but sometimes I do, I light a candle. I I do smudge, I use sage to clear, so I light that candle and I use sage to cleanse myself and set my intentions. So you don't have to do this by any means, maybe just by simply setting your intentions, getting your journal and sitting quietly and stating to yourself like, I'm going to be here for myself. You know, I'm going to have this sacred space, this time, it's what I want to do. And 
for me, I like to focus on letting go of what needs to be let go and letting come up what needs to come up and just being there for myself. Again, setting that intention. So now that you're in your space and you're ready and you're comfortable, you've got maybe loose clothing on so that you don't feel tight and restricted. Again, it's all about energy. You don't want to feel restricted on time, space, your feelings, your body. You want to feel good in where you are. Take a deep, deep breath and just feel yourself in your body. Feel how it feels to be you in this moment, in this time, in this space. As you're breathing, just allow yourself to feel any spaces that have tightness or heaviness, anything that's come up that feels less than what you would want to feel when you feel perfect, right? So just breathe and allow these things to come to the surface. I don't know if you're into yoga, like I'm into yoga, but you can breathe into these spaces and you can take a nice deep breath. Like let's say you have tension in your shoulders. That is something that commonly comes up for me as a um, person who walks around in the world. We have things come at us and our, hit our nervous system and we kind of tense up sometimes, right? And if you sit at a desk or you have an office job or even if you um, are just sitting looking down at your phone and working on a laptop or whatever, you tend to tense up in this area. So let's say you have tension in your shoulders. I just want you to close your eyes and take a nice deep breath and breathe out. And I want you to imagine this next breath going deep into your shoulders. Just breathe into that space and just visualize whatever feels right to you to dissipate that. Maybe it's an untangling not in a necklace or jewelry chain. Maybe it is heat waves dissipating off of a hot road, giving that sense of a mirage just coming off of your body. Just breathing deeply, giving yourself space and time, and just visualizing this area to feel less tense. Maybe you feel like a cotton ball is being torn apart until it's just given more space and it's spread right out and your muscles can sort of relax and loosen up. So just take a few more deep breaths into that shoulder space, into that tension area and allow your body to relax. Allow yourself to get really, really loose and just keep breathing deeper into the belly filling your lungs with this purifying, nurturing oxygen. Now you might find, and often, I think almost every single time, you will have something on your mind come up after just a few moments of breathing. And this might be a recent argument, it might be a worry or concern, a feeling about yourself. You might be doing some self-judgment, like, oh my gosh, I should be getting some laundry done, or I've got all these other things I should be doing, like what am I doing sitting here breathing, whatever. Don't push these feelings away. Don't push these thoughts away. In fact, just let yourself go into the space where you're curious about this. So let's say you had a recent spat with someone and you're just worrying about that 
right? Like, oh my gosh, I, how am I going to fix this? That is the mind trying to interfere with your quiet time. It's trying to get in on the action and like, oh, she's relaxing this tense part of her body or he's stopping the pain. So now we can really fix these problems. <laughs> but let your mind know that you hear it, that you want it to be part of this process, but slightly removed from the process as well. You want it to take a little break. <laughs> you can let your mind know that you're working together with this quiet part of you, with your inner voice, and you can visualize maybe a hammock or a couch or even a beach chair, some part where this mental mind part of you that keeps wanting you to solve all the world's problems to just go and take a break and just watch what happens. Just let you be here with this deeper part of yourself. So as you breathe, you can place your awareness on that still small part of you that you've heard your intuition before, that you've heard yourself say like, oh, maybe I should do this now and it all worked out perfectly. So go ahead and breathe into this part of you, this aware part. It could be your gut, it could be your heart, it could be your throat or even a place outside around your crown chakra. So just breathe and allow what needs to come up to come up and what needs to be released to dissipate and release. Maybe it's like water evaporating up into the clouds, into the sky to be blown away with the wind of your breath. Now, if you find your brain still wants guidance on that stressful topic, that thing that it keeps telling you about, like, oh man, my feet are still hurting or... I still can't get over this thing at work, whatever's going on, then ask this part of you, this still part of you, this intuitive guidance part of you that what you need to know about that topic. So ask the inner voice, ask the guidance. What is it that you can do? The person who's doing this breathing exercise can do about this situation, this pain, and just listen. Allow your intuition to go ahead and guide you and ask what it needs you to do, if anything. What do you need to know? And just rest in that part of you. This might be a part of your processing emotions where the emotion comes up and you feel like you need to cry or you feel like maybe your body needs to move positions. Maybe you need to stomp your feet or shake your neck or your shoulders. Go ahead and move your body. You're not locked in. You're not forced into some mudra type of meditation position. This is what it's all about. It is emotion, energy in motion. So just allow yourself to do what needs to happen to allow these feelings to come up and over and out. And just keep breathing. Keep allowing yourself this time and this space. Once it feels right and you feel like you've really processed through a few maybe waves of this or a few cycles of emotion, concern, mind chatter, what's coming up. 
when it feels right, you can allow yourself to stop and kind of gently come back to your body, feeling your toes and your fingers, stretching your arms out, taking another deep, deep breath, thanking this part of you, thanking yourself for taking this time and the space. And you can use that journal and journal any thoughts that you have, any feelings that came up, things that you're grateful for, that you were able to process anything that's come up and thoughts that you have about this process. Feelings that you really enjoyed feeling. Maybe things that you're going to create with this space that you've cleared now that you aren't feeling all those things in your body, in your mind, in your psyche, in your soul. And the last step is to blow out your candle with that gratitude and shake off that energy. Congratulate yourself. You did it. As you move through your day or your evening, whenever you choose to do this, I want you to hydrate and allow yourself to do something outside of this space. So physically move yourself around, whether that's going and dancing, having fun, throwing your hands up and just saying, yeah, I did it. I just did the most courageous thing of my life. (laughs) I just processed some hard emotions. Whatever it is that you feel like doing, going for a walk, um, taking a nap, whatever it is, just change your state and let yourself feel what is coming up now. Over time, you'll be able to do this faster and faster, more effectively. You'll notice that the emotions will be less polarizing. You won't get knocked off your center when emotions come up or you won't feel like um, avoiding, you know, through any of those tendencies that we talked about earlier, like watching TV or drinking or playing with the kids or whatever. You can just do those things because you feel like doing those things and they're going to be that much sweeter. It's going to be that much more enjoyable for you. Not saying that any of those things are bad. It's just when we do them in place of feeling or allowing ourselves space to um, process things that come up, then we're not able to enjoy them as much. So your inner mind is also going to get clearer, your intuition is going to get stronger, and you're just going to integrate these emotions, this way of being into your life. You're going to be able to see clearly what it is that you're going to need to do in order to feel better all the time. And you're going to be like me. You're going to be a massive goofball that people are like, why is she so happy? Is she seriously on drugs? And you're going to be like, no. I just have space and room for myself and no judgment on what I'm feeling. (laughs) It's good to be alive, right? So hopefully this was super duper helpful. Again, if you are looking for space and clarity and peace of mind and ability to know yourself better, to get to that deeper part of you that has purpose, that has a reason for having this body around the soul in this life, then try this out. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it, or maybe you feel like I'm not doing it right, I can't get it, I'm I'm just not do it, holding the space for myself right, then reach out to me. Head over to www.quantumhighways.com and click on either plans if you want to just book a session or you can contact me, send me a note. I'll happily um, get with you and we can talk about setting up a time to really 
troubleshoot what's going on with you and get you through this stuck part. Because trust me, I know I was stuck for over 30 years and I was going through these cycles of high emotion and moving through all the things and trying to avoid it and not letting myself trust anybody, even myself, to go through this. And it wasn't until I got a coach and I got my mentor that I still work with to this day, seven years later, that I was able to really make big shifts in my life and learn and grow into the kind of person who is truly joyful and happy and living my best life. So I want that for you too so much. You don't even know. Like I want the whole world to have this capability. If you do this, let me know. I'd be so curious how it goes for you. You can send me an email at info at quantumhighways.com or you can review the podcast. Tell me how it went. Like, this is so amazing. Tell all your friends. It gets the word out when you do that. And maybe just go ahead and share this podcast with a friend. Again, knowing that I am trapped in the closet because of construction. So my audio quality maybe isn't the best, but I am just so passionate about doing this here and now. And I want you to have these tools at your disposal. And I want you to be the best version of you. I want you to feel that soul essence coming through in every action that you take every day intentionally. Thanks again for spending time with me, for going through life together. It just feels so good to be back with you and we'll talk again soon. 